Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, May the 12th, and the Phillies won a series. How about it? The Phillies win a road series. How about it? First road series victory of the season for your fightings. How about it? We won a road series. Yes, we did it. It's a beautiful day. I mean, it shouldn't be exciting, but it is. We won a road series. We did it, guys. Um, no, look, it was nice to see the Phillies bounce back and win that game, obviously. We're still waiting for them to really get on a real roll and really, you know, show us some some fight and some some toughness and show us that they can win baseball games on a consistent level, but... You know, we'll take what we can get. Three of five. Three of the last five. That's where we're at. You know what? That's damn impressive as far as this Phillies team is concerned as it has not been able to do anything close to that lately. I mean, let's be honest. Again, they won a road series for the first time all season. A road series has been won. Congrats. We did it, guys. Um, In all honesty, though, look, they needed it. They had to take the game yesterday. Started out feeling like insurmountable watching Logan Gilbert pitch against the Phillies. Three perfect innings to start, and it just felt like this dude is nasty. We're not doing anything against him. We may as well just shut it down right now. That's what it felt like in the moment. But then, you know, a little base runner here, a base runner there, and Reese Hoskins hitting a grand slam all of a sudden, and that's all she wrote. That's all it took. That was the whole baseball game. We'll dive into it all, but hey, big win. Phillies needed it. We needed it. They need to start putting together a string of of wins here, a string of consistency. 14 and 17 on the season, obviously. We're close to good enough for where we want this team to be, what we want this team to be. Um, But, you know, they went to Seattle and they took a series they had to take. That's probably the best way to put it. They they absolutely had to win the series, uh, especially as we've talked about, considering the schedule coming up. They had to go in Seattle. They had to win this baseball game. They went in Seattle. They won this baseball game. Credit. You know, good job. I'll take it. A win 
is a win. It's good. Now, again, we, we need to see this team really get on a roll here and start to win some games. Seven of the next ten against the Dodgers. So, you know, no biggie there. Seven of the next ten games. Now, to be fair, the Dodgers did just lose a series to the Pirates. So, you know, anything's possible in this world. Um, Dodgers also still have the second-best record in baseball after the Yankees. So, you know, you know. Big series coming up. And again, four straight in L.A., then they have three next weekend at home against the Dodgers. So seven of the next ten against the Dodgers. It's a, a stretch. We talked about it yesterday, you know, just going through all the uh, the schedule for this month and how many games they have against winning teams. And it turns out it's all the best teams in baseball so far this season on the schedule over the next month. So now be a nice time to maybe go on a run, turn things around, make it happen, make us feel good about this baseball team, right? Um, no, but that, look, it is, um, it is an important stretch of baseball. We'll look at it in a bit. Let's look ahead to yesterday's look. It was a game they had to have. And, and I'm, I'm joking around a little bit because it's May 12th and the Phillies finally won a road series. So, you know, if we can't smile about that, we'll cry. So, um, but you know, it was a game they needed to have and they had it, you know, they, they had to have this game and they took advantage and, you know, granted it was with. A big swing, essentially, but also with some nice pitching. Bailey Falter, great job. Bailey Falter gives him four and two-thirds innings. Five hits, no walks, four strikeouts, only one run. Falter, you know, get one out away from getting the win. You know, I'm sure that's that's frustrating for him. But, um, you know, it is what it is at the same time. Uh, one out away from getting the win, but they do get the win uh, with Falter on the hill. Falter, again, four and two-thirds, one run. He was great. I was really, really happy with what we saw from Bailey Falter. Just a really, a really nice outing from Falter, as uh, he really was a um, a real help for the team yesterday in a spot where they needed someone to step in and and you know fill that spot start role. It was huge, and I like Falter. You know, especially in this role, I think that you know this team doesn't have a lot of guys like this who can. You know, do what Ranger started out doing. You know, good guy can come in and be our six starter, essentially. You know, every team needs a six starter. Every day. And look, the Phillies might need a real six starter, right? If someone goes down or there's an extended period without one of the, the five in the rotation, you know, then you really need a six starter. And I do think that, you know, coming into the season, we talked about how that was one of our concerns for the team is the, the pitching depth from the starting rotation as we know every single year in baseball, every year people go down, starters go down. I mean, look at the Mets. That's part of the reason the Mets are holding strong is, you know, they have Jacob DeGrom on their team and he hasn't played so far this year. And it's because they went out and got guys and they made sure they got Chris Bassett and they brought in Max Scherzer and they brought, and, and, you know, now they have five guys in the rotation who are all starters, you know, Carrasco and McGill and McGill got roughed up yesterday. Nice to see. Um, but, you know, they've, they've got five dudes, Tywin Walker, they got five dudes, Plus Jacob Degrom, you know, five dudes plus Degrom. I mean, that's phenomenal, and that's what you want. And um, Falter is not not quite that, but Falter, I do think, is a guy who, in these situations where you need someone to step in and give you a spot start, can handle it and can give you a nice outing. I, I'm I'm a a fan of Bailey Falter, especially in this role. When he gets it done, he pitched really nice. They go down one nothing in the third, but then in the fourth, base is loaded. Logan Gilbert on the hill. And again, Gilbert is dealing. Gilbert, even with the grand slam, goes five innings, nine strikeouts, you know. Only those four earned runs. That was the one mistake he made. 
the four earned runs raised his ERA to 2.13 on the season. Gilbert's been fantastic, and uh, and he was yesterday, except for the one pitch to Hoskins, and Hoskins crushes it to left field! Grand slam! Reeves! Hoskins! And Hoskins shows some emotion at the plate, the big you know, arm bar thing that they do, and Harper going into it, it was fired up, and and that was it. That was the game. That was huge as the Phillies uh, give up one more in the seventh, but ultimately able to shut it down. Sir Anthony pitches a clean inning in a third for them. Alvarado, terrifying, gives up the one run but gets through it. Never fun when Jose Alvarado pitches. Uh, then Familia and Canable shut it down. Um, Canable particularly strong in inning in a third of shutout baseball for Corey Canable. And the Phillies win it. Um, Hoskins, two for four. Four RBI averages up to 222, 309 OBP, 444 slugging. It doesn't sound great, but compared to what we talked about it being, you know, four days ago, it's a massive improvement. Hoskins, just over three days, has really um, has really done a nice job, and we'll get to reason in a sec. But ultimately, yesterday, a really nice win, um, handling business like you needed to. You get the job done. Needed it. Hoskins. Let, let's, I mean, so Hoskins, who have been just incredibly, incredibly ice cold. Unbelievably cold to start the season. You know, coming in, we talked so much about it, but Hoskins, you know, Hoskins and, and Chorber, who we'll talk about in a sec, probably the two biggest pieces of the lineup who have been the worst this season. And Hoskins doing his thing where, you know, it's a stretch of baseball where he's the worst hitter we've ever seen. Well, looks like he's out of that. Hoskins, a, a massive, massive series in Seattle. And the first game goes three for five with a home run. And the second game goes one for four with a home run. And the third game goes two for four with a home run. So three straight games, three straight homers for reason. We really saw it in that. So he, he was sat out that first game of the, the Mets series. Uh, excuse me, the Mets doubleheader. Then in that second game has that double the opposite field late. It didn't matter, but that double the opposite field and it was it was a good piece of hitting from him. It's when Reese is locked in, we know he's taking the ball the other way. He's all that. And um and then he came to Seattle, he looked great. You know, really great series for Hoskins as he ultimately over the course of the series goes six for thirteen with three home runs. That will play. That'll play. It'll work. I'll take it. I will take it. No walks. You know, he's not been walking as much. We'll see how, if that starts to uh, transpire a little bit more as he gets a little more comfortable, but really just desperately needed Reese Hoskins to find his way back to being Reese Hoskins. He has been such a big hole in this lineup this season to the point where, look, we've seen Camargo start for him a few times here and there. And as we talked about yesterday, I mean, Camargo is... Back to being young, Camargo is about like 250 or whatever, 240 on the season. So he's like, you know, not that superstar that we saw to start the season, as we knew was going to happen. I mean, right? We all knew it. We said it. We said, hey, you don't play him too much. I get exposed. But hey, Camargo's a nice player. I'm having that on my team. Um, but, you know, he's not a first baseman, uh, even though he's much better defensive first baseman. But um, Hoskins, by the way, just just, just a quick aside. I feel like he's been better defensively. Like he's not going to get to any balls, but in terms of the stretches and the picks, improved. I think you know, not not good, not good. Definitely in the at best mediocre, most likely bad 
bucket, so to speak, if we're putting players into buckets of skill sets when it comes to defensive baseball, but better, better. I feel more confident with the stretches and the picks. I, I do think he's improved there, so credit where due, but certainly credit for the, the series in Seattle. Is, again, Reese Bat getting going is the kind of thing that really could you change this team's fortunes over a few weeks stretch. Now, I can't say for, for the season because we know that Reese will get gold again. This is one of multiple stretches that we will see. We had the first month of the season where he sucked. Now he's going to be good for 20 games. Then he's going to suck again for 10. Then he's going to be okay for 5. Then he'll be good for 10. Then he'll be bad for 10. Like, we know the Reese Hoskins experience. It's going to be a roller coaster. I think that at this point now, we have enough evidence on this guy to know that this is just what he is and what he's going to be and that it is um, at times maddeningly frustrating that this guy can have such high highs and such low lows. It really is a wild thing. I mean, this guy has the capability, ability to, to carry your team for a week or two. You know, he really does get on those kinds of streaks. Look, yesterday, they scored four runs. All thanks to Reese Hoskins, right? So, you know, there are stretches where when he's locked in and he's really seeing the ball and, and hitting the ball hard, you know, that he is a team carrier type of guy. I mean, we all remember his first experience in the major leagues. You know, he set the record for most of them, what was it, 18 home runs in 50 games, whatever it was. I mean, you know, he came up in one of those grooves and just just was dominant and was a special streak that we saw him go on to start his career. We all remember that. And that's just turned into the player he is. It really is, again, I in my whole lifetime watching baseball, and, you know, admittedly, I have um, really, you know, over the last decade, really, really, really watched, you know, every single game for all intents and purposes. We all miss a, a few. You have a wedding here or a whatever there, but but you know, somebody watches 155 to 160 Phillies games a year, somewhere in that range, you know, and certainly you know close to that the last decade. Um, you know, so so maybe um, you know when I was younger and I was a kid, I didn't watch every single game. I tried to watch as many as I could, but you miss them. You go with friends, you do this, uh, you know, you catch. 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever it is. Um, I don't ever remember watching someone like Reese Hoskins in my life. I don't ever remember someone whose who's swings are more wide and who more consistently swings. Like, I don't ever remember someone who is who goes from the literal worst player in baseball to someone who will carry your team for a few weeks to back to being the worst player in the National League, let's say, for a, for a month to being another guy who'll carry your team again, to being the worst player in, in the division for a month. or whatever. It's unbelievable. I, it's truly, honestly, it is stunning. It is astounding to watch. In my lifetime of watching baseball, I do not ever remember another player like this, ever. I'm sure there have been. I'm sure there are people who be, well, actually, let me tell you about player X who was the king of streaks and here's why. I'm sure that's possible and I'm sure there is, but at least in my lifetime of really following teams and you know, watching them every night, playing fantasy baseball, following fantasy baseball stats, following guys on that, all that stuff. Like, I just don't ever remember a guy who was, who was so, so, so incredibly hot and cold. A lot of guys are streaky. Reese is the, the king, the pinnacle of streakiness. It's really it's wild to watch and you just hope that there's a hot streak. You hope that um, this is one of those locked-in carrier team type streaks from Reese. Because let me tell you, they could use it. Um, they could use it. 
this team heading into the Los Angeles face Dodgers. We'll get to that in a minute. Just one other guy I want to talk about um, before we start to look ahead and you know what's going on with the team because um, I, I wanted you know we're talking about Reese is he back and all that and it's great and I love it. But on the flip side, man, Kyle Schwarber is not back. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber is struggling, man. He is. He is really struggling right now, and it's funny. His seven home runs still the most on the team, one ahead of Harper. Um, Hoskins creeping his way up with just three over the last three days, obviously. But um, really, Schwarber's been tough. Um, Schwarber's having a tough, tough season so far. The man is batting 185 on the season, 20 hits in 108 at bat. That is not great. The seven homer is good, 16 RBI is fine. Um, the 285, he's, so he's batting 185, 285, 417. I mean, that's a a serious yikes right there. A serious yikes. I mean, 285 on base percentage. Man's supposed to be your leadoff hitter. Like, the man's supposed to be a leadoff hitter, right? I mean, that's that's bad. For reference sake, last year, uh, had a 435 on base percentage one with Boston, 340 with Chicago. Um, uh, you know... Where you at with Schwarber? It's one of those like things where I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I'm not that concerned. I've said you know the whole time. Always thought that Schwarber is one of those guys who goes on the similar to Rees in a way, but not quite as on off on off. Um, but Schwarber is one of those guys who gets hot and you know will literally throw your team on the on his back for for a month or three weeks or whatever. You know that June that he had last year. We talked about it so many times. But right now he looks just completely lost. I mean, Schwarber looks as bad as anyone in the lineup easily. I mean, if you told me I had to have someone go up there to get a hit to save my life, um, like just needed a hit to save my life, um, I mean, like I'm taking Garrett Stubbs before I'm taking Kyle Schwarber. I mean, I guess Bryson Stott would be an interesting one. He's been worse than Schwarber, but I still might take Bryson Stott just because the type of hitter he is, you know, in terms of just needing a hit and, again, take power out of whatever. And there's a chance Schwarber's the last guy on the team you'd take right now today in this moment to to get you a hit to save your life. That's concerning. <laughs> That's concerning. This man is proud to be your leadoff hitter. They paid him $79 million. So, you know, um, I'm definitely concerned. I am not... Um, out on Kyle Schwarber, I'm not um, damning him as a Philly. I'm not saying that he's not going to carry this team for a month because I think at some point he's going to carry this team, certainly for a stretch. But I'm definitely frustrated. You know, I think that's a good word for it. I'm frustrated watching Kyle Schwarber. I think, you know, as much as before I, I kind of criticized the decision, I think at this point you have to take him out of the leadoff spot. I mean... He just went, what, 0 for 12 for the series in the leadoff spot or whatever it was? I mean, he's just been a, a complete sieve at the top of the lineup, and you can't have that. I mean, this it's so funny because this team offensively has has brought zero consistently, zero. Um, you know, they've just been so bad um, in terms of, um, you know, on a night-to-night basis. That's what's so funny is, you know, if you look at where this team is in terms of, you know, around the league stats in terms of where they they rank against the rest of baseball, um, it, you know, you'd kind of be surprised. You know, you'd kind of be like, wait, they're they're not as bad as I thought they were, or, you know, whatever. They have b- better numbers than I expected. 
um, comparatively. The problem is that they're they're just so bad on a night to night basis of having any sort of consistency with the lineup. You know, it's something where they'll put up a ten spot and then they'll put up a zero. You know, like and then another zero, and it's so frustrating. But in terms of overall production, like I know this is hard to believe. The Phillies have the third highest team OPS in baseball. The third highest team OPS in baseball. I mean, right? Right? Third highest team WOBA in baseball. Offensively, the numbers say the Phillies have been great. And the funny thing is, I mean, you look at the numbers, they're all they're all horrible. They're all down. Baseball is a, you know, joked a little bit about like the dead ball era of baseball being now, but it is it is pretty wild how far down the numbers are. Offense is, is dying right now, which is, you know, entertaining. It's fine to watch. Like it doesn't have to all be home runs. Um, games are going a little quicker, which I like. Um, but um, it is pretty funny because, you know, we have, and rightfully so, criticize this Phillies offense for being the the biggest reason that it is a 14-17 team instead of better right now, and, and it is. It's the offense's fault. Like, those guys are the ones who are most to blame for it. And yet, the sum of the offense's production is third best in baseball from an OPS and a Woba perspective, you know? And it's not, and it's all very close. It's like they're 724 and then 723, 722 right behind them, you know, so it's close. But... um. It is interesting, and it just shows that if this team could get some consistency from the lineup on a night-to-night basis, it could totally change their fortune, totally change what this team is. And, you know, it's hard to imagine that that having a, you know, a zero, and not just Schwarber, across the board, but Schwarber lately, and, and to relevant to this conversation, but across the board, whoever's been in that leadoff spot, um, you know, getting a zero from that spot, you know, getting nothing out of that spot is going to hurt your life's consistency, right? I mean, that has to matter. Your leadoff guy never getting on has to matter in terms of your end-all production. You know what I mean? It has to. There's no way it doesn't. It's such an important spot in the lineup. So um, I don't know what the answer is either. I was talking about this with Jack Fritz uh, last night when we were doing High Hopes, and I don't know what the answer is. He said Alec Bohm. It's like, I guess. I don't know. I don't love it. I mean, Alec Bohm is leadoff hitter. I don't know. He's been good in the tool. I like him there. But, I mean, sure, at least he'll get the on the ball. He doesn't walk enough. But I, I don't know what the answer is. I said to Jack, and, and it, I don't want them to do it, but I think there's, you know, the only guy on the roster who makes sense as a, as a player profile is Bryce Harper. I mean, he's a perfect, perfect guy for the role with the, the way he runs, the... You know, aggressiveness on the base pass, the, you know, obviously the ability to get on base, the contact he can make, all that. Um, he should say in the three, I'm not saying put him there, but he's the only one who even makes sense from a player profile perspective. But um, I don't know. Gene, he's been so good in the bottom of the lineup. JT doesn't really walk much. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, who the answer is. Jack also recommend, uh, suggested Roman Quinn. I mean, I'm fine with that concept. I think, you know, he's a a dangerous player. He's someone who puts the defense on their heels. He can change games with with the speed and and whatnot, but you know, just going to base. He can't bunt. All that stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know. I I it's a it's a conundrum. It is a conundrum because they are um they're lacking in that spot and lacking in a in a really meaningful substantial way. You know, a um 
a really a, a meaningful way. So we're going to have to see how they how they figure that out and how it adjusts moving forward. I mean, best case scenario, Schwarber, Schwarber locks in, you know, and we've seen him do that. Again, we've seen him just lock in all of a sudden. And last year, Schwarber's numbers at this time last year, May 12th last year, is batting right around 200. Right around 200. And he ended the season at 266. So don't freak out too much. Remember, last year they had an extra week of baseball before now. So even deeper sample size at this point. So I think he's going to be okay. I really do. I really, really, really do. But right now they are struggling with that leadoff spot, and it is concerning. All right, let's look ahead as a massive series. So it goes, as we've talked about so many times, four coming up here against the Dodgers starting tonight, 10-10. So three straight 10-10ers and then a 4 tenner on Sunday. Then they come over the Padres and the Dodgers. Then it's the Braves and Mets. Bunch of stuff on the slate. So big series in LA. Thank goodness Zach Wheeler back tonight was on the COVID IL. He is back. It just changes everything, especially with getting that start from Falter yesterday. The Phillies made their way through the Wheeler Afflin thing on the COVID list in a in a big way. Really needed. So it's Wheeler against Anderson tonight. That is the best pitching matchup the um the Phillies will have in this series against Tyler Anderson. Almost Philly Tyler Anderson. Um, almost traded for him last year, remember that. Um, then uh, Kyle Gibson against Kershaw in Game 2, Ranger Suarez against Walker Buehler in Game 3, and Aaron Nola against uh, Julio Urias in Game 4. I mean, those are those are four banger matchups. And we get four, you know, the four best pitchers from the team this year. Eflin's been the only one who struggled, so it's the four guys you'd want in the series. This is a, is a, a really big one. So then against Tyler Anderson, it's our Zach Wheel on the hill. Zach, let's go, buddy. Need you to ace it up tonight, pal. We know that you can... One more late night game. Let's get through it. We're all tired, but we will survive together. We will watch together tomorrow. We will talk about it together. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. 
Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.